Here we go on a Thursday. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Rainy Thursday. It's looking mad gross outside. So that is what it is. Uh, but nonetheless, we are here on a Thursday. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Got a lot to do today. Talking with Scott Kornberg of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp here in just a bit. Got some basketball talk to do as well. We just pulled a Magic Johnson auto out of NBA hoops. So things are on the up and up for us right now. Uh, Also have some stuff to talk to the people about. We'll do that uh, here in a little bit. We're going to have to keep the people waiting uh, for our major announcement that I haven't even talked to Brian Middleton about. So hopefully he's cool if we uh, do some announcing of that here in a little bit. so we got a lot to do. We got a lot to do. Uh, we'll talk some national championships, some Final Four as well. We'll start off, though, I've made the decision with the NBA. Uh, I've decided, Brian, that we are not going to talk about the Lakers anymore. Uh, they're just not worth talking about, even though we pulled the Magic Johnson auto. Uh, no offense to the Lakers uh, or to LeBron, Ramon, James Sr., as you like to say, but Uh, We're done with that. We're going to talk about the teams that are actually good, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Warriors, uh, in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. You know what's weird, Brian? Why have we never talked about the Heat? Like, that's your team. And we never, ever, ever talk about the Heat. I feel like you would want to brag about them more often than you do. I talk about them. You're right. We don't talk about them. Oh. You know? What does that Uh, mean? Every chance you get about the NBA, it's either – uh, Jaws, the greatest thing since sliced bread. You pick him over Giannis. Um, or, you know, the Lakers suck or LeBron sucks. That's your realm of NBA. Not your realm of NBA knowledge. I know you know more than that. Your your ability just to pick up sports on the fly, uh, whether you follow it closely or not, is impressive. But as far as what you say on the air, sir, that's usually where you stay in the realm of. I've talked about the Heat. I've referenced them in multiple different ways here. Uh, but, listen, I'm going to go. Like Brent was just saying before we started the show, the low-hanging fruit is LeBron. And if I hear that goat slander, I got to address it. I got to address it because I'm about truth, justice, and the American way, sir. Okay. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what to do with that, um, but I'll try to find my way. So I guess if we're going to talk about the Lakers and LeBron, even though I just said we're not going to, what positive is there to talk about? They're back in the 10 spot? Well, who? Congratulations. Uh, I think it's a waste of time. Talk about the Lakers. Look, LeBron is good. I get that. It is what it is, but we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We're talking about the Suns now. We're talking about the Grizz now. We're talking about the Mavericks. And then I'm going to ask you, at the top of the Western Conference, who's got the best chance to make it to the finals as it currently sits right here right now on uh, March 31st? Question. Who's going to make it out of the Western Conference Finals? That's the question. Yes. I mean, honestly, the, the easy answer is to say Phoenix. If you're asking me, I, had a, I got a, well, that's a bit violent. I was going to say a gun to my head. If I had to make a decision and your life depended on it, Casey. Oh, no. I think I would go with Phoenix. However, Memphis is just young enough not to know that they probably need to wait another year before they can even sniff the NBA Finals. And if Steph gets back, I'm talking about if Steph gets back 
and he's 80% Steph. Clay is not going to be 100% Clay this season, but if he can just get into his groove, if Draymond can get into some semblance of shape, Golden State, I would be the most fearful of Golden State if that scenario plays out for them. So the easiest answer is to say Phoenix. So we'll go Phoenix. But the caveat is, and I reserve the right to change my response, if I see that when Steph gets back, he's at least 80% of himself and those other two uh, bullet points I just named for the Warriors are in play because they're the only team besides the Lakers that have a real semblance of championship experience. I mean, you have the Clippers there because of Kawhi, of course, and, and Tyron Lu, he's the coach. Uh, but as far as from the, the players that you have on the team that know how to win, and they have multiple players that know how to win on that team and the head coach, the Warriors should be the team to really fare out there if that scenario I just said, described, comes, uh, comes to fruition. I agree with that. It's a good... I'm glad we can agree on something. By the way, if you're watching the stream and you're like, what the heck is Casey doing? Uh, the reason the show started so choppy, as well as why I'm fiddling with stuff in front of me, I couldn't hear anything in my headphones the whole time. So I, for the first about five minutes of the show, I was trying to figure out if I was actually on, even though the microphone was red. I get that. I wasn't sure what the heck was going on. So I was kind of freaking out. So then I started playing with stuff. Now I can hear everything. I hear Brian Milton yelling in my earphones, and that's what I like to hear. So we're back on track now. You didn't even know that was going on, bro. You know? I just power these things through. Well, I saw you turning it on and off. I didn't know what you're doing, though. So thanks for explaining that. I was just trying to hear something, you know. Anyway, I let see, I let John Bachman borrow my headphones earlier. Okay. Uh, because uh, we had some discussion with John Bachman and Len Matisse earlier today. Oh, how pleasant. Uh, yeah, hour two on the podcast, if you're looking for that, talking about play day and whatnot. So I let John use my headphones. And uh, look, look, I'm not blaming John Bachman, but I'm looking for someone to blame. So it's either Brent for messing up, like, the, the workstation, if you will. It's either John for messing up my headphones, or it's either you for something. I'm not sure of what you've done yet. Well, I did turn on mic three because I was just used to access being in uh, channel two. So that's why you heard the bump music for so long at a lower rate. Oh. And finally, you turned it on. I saw it. So I was like, oh, okay. that's why he's not speaking. And this, folks, right here is producing on the fly. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton and Casey Kurtz with you. So, Brian, I was telling the people... And I was telling them, like, hey, we got, you know, an announcement for the show. I told Brent. I told Austin. They don't know what it is. There's only, like, three other people that know besides me and you. So I'll, I was like, we got to tell the people today on a Thursday, on a rainy Thursday, March 31st. We got all kinds of things ahead of us. We got NBA playoffs, which Brian Milton apparently has a great idea for that he hasn't shared yet. So I'm hoping he shares that with me at some point. We got the start of the Major League Baseball season. We got training camp on the horizon. We got the World Cup, Brian Middleton. We're going to talk some soccer later, but uh, we got a lot of things going for us. So now feels like a good time to tell the people what's up, or should we leave them with it and kind of let them dangle with it uh, for like another half hour or so? Let them dangle. I don't know if I use that choice of no, words, but, I, but you know. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, Casey, it's your intro. I call you the white Don King, you know. I also call you the the white Megan the Stallion of Jacksonville <laughs> Sports Media. So, we had that, yeah. You know? How do I work that into the Shock Your Mock? I don't know, but uh, outstanding job. Yesterday, Shock Your Mock. Outstanding job on the soundboard, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Impeccable. Shock Your Mock, by the way. Uh, all the Shock Your Mocks are on YouTube, so if you haven't seen them or you've sent one in and you've missed yours uh, to this point, Shock Your Mock 2022 in the YouTube uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Just search it 
on YouTube, and you can find those. So, yeah, the Shock Your Mocks are going good. Uh, maybe we should have Brian Middleton get a mock shocked, uh, see if we can work that out. But So, yeah, we do have some news. We'll get to that uh, in a bit. Also got I said what I said, some cash or trash it. So whole lot of things to do. I want to get this out there. This is uh, interesting. This is total change of pace from where we were, and this is baseball talk because we're going to talk about the jumbo shrimp uh, coming up next with Scott Kornberg. But, uh, Brian Middleton, are you familiar with a guy named Brian Reynolds? Brian Reynolds. You need an actor? Ryan Reynolds? Well, that's Deadpool, but we're going for Brian, like same name as you. Oh. Last name Reynolds. Just so we're clear, they're dangling then. You left him dangling. You made an executive decision because we did just jump away from that. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I am not familiar with uh, Brian Reynolds. Who is he? Okay, so he's a all-star outfielder for the Pirates uh, and has been in an arbitration battle with the Pirates. And I want to get your take on this because uh, you don't – look, you, you know baseball. You know, you're a baseball person. Like don't you, lie to the people. Yeah, I follow well, some jumbo shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. – what I'm getting at, this is like a novice opinion, so I think he'll be good on this. So Brian okay. Reynolds is pretty much the only good player the Pirates have. Yep. And I mean that seriously. He's an all-star. He's a very good player in the Major League system. they got a lot of good prospects. Uh, but in the Major League system, Brian Reynolds is pretty much the only good player that the Pirates have. They're in an arbitration battle right now, which is a money battle. And they are more or less going to go to court and have a judge decide the pay, that's arbitration, uh, of Brian Reynolds because they couldn't settle. Over 500000 or less dollars. So, Brian Middleton, I ask you this. He is your only good player. You are a horrible team with the lowest payroll in the league, and you're really going to do all of this over $500,000. Your take on that is what? I mean, you said that's their only good player. I'm assuming Pittsburgh didn't have the greatest of record. They lost over 100 games. And probably the season before, they, they weren't yep. sniffing the playoffs and – Maybe even the season before that. So, yeah, sure. If if their culture is so toxic, if their ability to not get to the wins is so inept, I look at it this way. Look at Jacksonville. Always, save for 2017, look at Jacksonville the past decade. Now, think about some of the moves, some of the issues that seem trivial if you start talking about some of the other uh, steadier franchises and organizations in the NFL, Patriots, Chiefs, you know, you just name them. Uh-huh. But you look at the Jags, you're just, like, you're just like, how did you have that issue? Like, why is this the issue? We're just trying to win, and you're focused on this right here. Pick from a multitude of different things. So if it seems like Pittsburgh is kind of like, you know, on the Jags level as far as the the, the inability to really have continuous success, at least as of late, I don't know if it's been for the past decade or not, then, yeah, I could see them fighting with their uh, best player over 500 k which, in baseball terms, is like $50. Yep. I, do, I do know that much about yep. baseball contracts and the way they're guaranteed. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. The money in baseball is ridiculous. I can't get on board with that. If you only got one good player, you pretty much should take care of them. Uh, to show your fans. It is a very similar situation in Jacksonville, sort of. I like how you did that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. Uh, I know we bounced all over in that first segment, but uh, I thought it was interesting. Wanted to get it in. It's a segue into talking some baseball. We do that with Scott Kornberg of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp coming up next. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690.
So, scrolling through Twitter, uh, trying to promote the show here, uh, that we're about to talk some Jumbo Shrimp Baseball, and Kelly Clarkson is changing her name. She's no longer going to be Kelly Clarkson. She's Kelly Brianne. That's weird, right? Uh, what's weirder is I have a favorite Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> I, I know we got Scott on hold. No, nah, we don't dangle got? that. That's a dangler. No, we, we in the business call that a dangler. I need to know, though. Yeah, and I'm going to tell everybody in the next break, dangler. Uh, see, we got to, first of all, we got to, dangle was a bad word to use. <laughs> sure was. And now we've got no chance to get away from play it. ball handler. You don't like dangler. So anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll ask Scott Kornberg from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, Scott, not to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite Kelly Clarkson song? I know that's not what we plan to talk about. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys are putting me on the spot because uh, I don't know if that's my kind of music, but definitely pretty interesting on the on the name change. I, I thought Clarkson was pretty good, but if it makes her happy, then we should all be happy. I like that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer right there. Uh, Scott, <laughs> let's talk about what we brought you here to do, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp getting started next week. Uh, just, I guess, first off, how's the off season been treating you, and uh, how excited are you to get going on uh, Tuesday night? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I can't believe it's uh, now about five days away. So off season has been great. Um, you know, I think the, the fans are going to be in for a treat this year simply for, you know, if nothing else, more normal year of baseball. But we've got some awesome promotions lined up, uh, really, really fun nights at the ballpark, some cool giveaways. And I think we'll have a pretty good uh, baseball team as well. So, uh, I'm really, really excited, and this is when things start to really uh, tighten up in our office. People are starting to stay later and later, but I, everyone's really excited to, to share another fun season with all of our awesome fans. Absolutely. One of the best minor league, if not the best. Actually, it's the best. I made that decision. Minor league baseball experiences <laughs> out there, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Let's talk about the team a little bit. I know we don't officially know, but last year, obviously, Jesus Sanchez, those type of guys were here. We won't see them now. Uh, is it safe to say we're going to get Max Meyer here in Jacksonville to start the season? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I don't want to make any guarantees or anything, sure. but probably um, you would think logical for, for Max to start the year in Jacksonville. And, you know, he only had two AAA starts. They were really amazing. For those who are unfamiliar, he was the Marlins' first-round pick a, a couple years ago in 2020 out of Minnesota, and uh, he's a little guy. I mean, he's, like, about my size, so 5'10", probably, like, one... I mean, I'm one in the 160s, but he's probably, like, 180 or so. Either way, he throws way harder than I do, and he has got an amazing slider. So, he, you know, he's in the upper 90s with his fastball. His slider is just absurd. Throwing his changeup more. You know, I think he'll start the year with us. I don't know how long he'll be in Jacksonville for, but... That's the thing with the Marlins. If there's one thing this organization has, it's a ton of pitching. So I would venture to guess that uh, Max Meyer will spearhead a, a pretty talented starting rotation, even throughout the year, because in Double A they've got some, you know, in theory, great guys as well, like Yuri Perez, who will he keeps shoving like he like he you know figures to do. Even if Meyer goes up to the major leagues, you might get some great arms in Double A as well. Absolutely. Scott Kornberg, broadcaster for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp with us right now on Overtime. And, Scott, you do the Jumbo Shrimp games. We all know that. They're right here on ESPN 690. But 
it looked like and sounded like you were doing some of the games for the Marlins spring training this season. How did that go? Uh, just how did that end up happening for you doing some of those games on radio? Yeah, well, first off, I, um, I think I hear some Kelly Clarkson or something like that. I don't know if that's coming through um, for you guys. So I don't know if you're getting uh, a favorite song ready. But, um, yeah, it was really fantastic. They didn't have to ask me to do those games. And, um, you know, obviously a big thrill. I, the first game I did was Marlins Cardinals on uh, Tuesday of last week. And, it really hit hit me writing in my scorebook, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm writing Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in this book, among others. And, you know, it's I'm very, very fortunate to call Jumbo Shrimp Baseball because this is an amazing team to work for, um, great lead that, that really believes in me and allows me to put in, you know, my vision for things. But ultimately, the, the goal, and just like the players, you want to be in the major league. So to get a taste of that and to have them ask me, I only have 15 spring training games. I didn't think they would do it, and I wouldn't have blamed them if not. Um, so it was just really amazing and huge hat tip to Kyle Seeloff and Glenn Geffner and Jason Latimer with the Marlins to, to think, uh, to, you know, ask an uh, unimportant person like me. And, and I really, I had a blast. So I, I, those guys are just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, I kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit, Scott. Um, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to, so I put in a promo a little bit ago about that we were still going to have the games on ESPN 690, um, and then you sent me the press release, and I said, holy crap, I might have accidentally screwed this up. Uh, so hopefully we're good there, but uh, I'm telling on myself <laughs> for no reason. But the way I'm getting to this question is uh, last year was you and Matt present. Uh, we talked a little bit that Matt uh, has stayed at App State, so you'll have a new broadcast partner. Tell the people on ESPN 690 who they'll be listening and call the games with you. Oh, yeah. Cats, cats not out of the bag. You, you did fine. Um, Thank God. I think people, yeah. First off, um, for people who don't know, Casey is an extraordinary producer. So anything that we do that sounds even remotely okay, he is often the one on the other side who's making it sound incredible. So then you deserve the credit and I'm looking forward to working with you on Tuesday in a, a jumbo shrimp baseball capacity. And because Matt present was so great last year and he came from the down East wood ducks, I figured we had to hire another Matt from the down East wood ducks. So Matt Davis will be our other broadcaster this season. And he was with the down East wood ducks, the low A affiliate of the Texas Rangers last year. He is the nicest guy. Um, he's just been a joy to have in our office. And so I am really excited to to work with him. He's a tremendous caster. He has a ton of, of really good baseball experience in the minor leagues, down east, Peoria, Johnson City, Columbia. He's done some, some college basketball stuff as well. So he's very, very qualified uh, for this position. And I think uh, Jumbo Shrimp fans, Marlins fans, hopefully opposing fans who are, you know, maybe in Jacksonville want to tune in or whatever it is between Matt and Casey, they're going to do a good enough job where you could stomach listening to me for a little bit, because those two guys are, are fantastic at what they do and uh, really help us come up with a tremendous broadcast. I appreciate the ringing endorsement. We need to get you on the line with Brent Martineau so I can get more of those endorsements on a daily <laughs> basis. But uh, nevertheless, Scott, um, let me ask you this. 
season's right around the corner. What are you most excited for this season? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think I am most excited. I mean, I love baseball, so it's hard for me not to get excited about everything. But I think what I'm most excited for um, that, I, that I kind of alluded to in the beginning of our, our talk is that, that normalcy, simply because last year was so – uh, it was great to have baseball back, obviously. I'm thankful for that, but we didn't have access to the clubhouse until July. That's difficult um, to get to know players and, and tell their stories. And then from a fan perspective, the, the Omicron variant or the Delta variant comes in in the beginning of the year, and people understandably wanted to make sure they were okay. And so I'm looking forward to more normalcy, um, certainly from a, a perspective of getting to know our players a little bit more and certainly, I think even more so the, the fan perspective. That, that's what makes us sound so great in, in addition to you, Casey, is the fact that you've got the crowd behind you. And I know from talking to our players in the past, they love playing in Jacksonville because the fan support is so incredible. And I'm really looking forward to that, uh, being at a more normal mark as we continue to, to bust through the end of this pandemic, hopefully. And whenever the ballpark is filled, I can tell you that the players in the clubhouse are so excited to get out on the field because, I mean, oftentimes, let's face it, the jumbos from actually outdraw some major league teams. And and from a broadcasting perspective, to have that behind you, that crowd noise, uh, that just gets you so juiced up as well. So I I would guess of the many things I'm excited about, just that, that sense of normalcy again as we continue to move closer and closer to the light at the end of the tunnel I'm really looking forward to that. And, and again, that's a credit to the to the fans. Uh, this is an amazing organization, and that's because of the support that we get from our community. And it's a huge reason why we were bumped up to AAA a couple years ago, and it's a huge reason our players love playing here, our staff loves what we do, and, and certainly from a very, very small part of what we do, the broadcast, I, I love having those fans behind us. The best fans in minor league baseball. I'll, give, I'll get with you on that one. Uh, Opening day is April 5th. That'll be next Tuesday at 7.05. The Red Sox AAA affiliate will be here. Thirsty Thursday is back for those listening. That we, we may have buried the lead a little bit. I didn't lead off with that, but Thirsty Thursday is still a thing. Scott Kornberg, I'm going to leave you with this. It has absolutely nothing to do with baseball. The schedule could not have worked out better. I can't thank you enough for this. The national championship is on Monday night. Opening day for the <laughs> shrimp is on Tuesday night. So it works out fantastically for scheduling, programming, and all that. But... Who's winning the national championship, Scott? I got to go Duke, and, and I say that as a Maryland alum. So I, I think Duke is going to win. It's the, this is setting up perfectly for Mike Krzyzewski to, to win a title in his last year. It just makes so much sense. They beat Carolina in the Final Four, and they send him out a winner. Um, I, I think Duke. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going with him. I, I like it. I've got survivor pool picks I need to make, and I still have Duke available, so I like the ringing endorsement, Scott. Um Appreciate you coming on. As always, excited to get working with the shrimp. I can almost promise you this will not be your last appearance on Action Sports Jacks over time because <laughs> we got some stuff cooking that you'll be in on very, very soon. But until then, we will talk to you on Tuesday night. Uh, have a good weekend and excited to get the season rolling. Yeah, Casey, Brian, uh, everyone over there, we're really excited. Thank you for having me on. And we'll talk to you guys 6.50 on uh, Tuesday, I'm sure we'll have our, our new manager, Darren Brown, on the pregame show. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about him. So excited to introduce him 
and the 2022 Jumbo Shrimp to Jacksonville. And for all those who don't know, um, again, Casey's an amazing producer. Casey also got married recently, so congratulations to you, Casey. Thank you, Scott. Pre- appreciate it, man. You're the man. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Yep. See ya. That is Scott Kornberg of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Let me tell you something, Casey. Just a good guy. Just a good guy. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. Hype man. Okay. Yeah, he's good. Now, you can do promos, but Scott... Yeah. That's a hype man right there. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good, you know? Uh, listen. My goodness. I'm not a I'm not a big like I'm not good at taking compliments. Like I'm sitting here yeah, like you're if not. you're watching the stream, I'm like cringing. Yeah, uh, but it's always good to have a guy like Scott. You know, Scott's my hype man. And and I'm I'm serious. We need to get Scott and Brent to have a conversation and try to figure out where the you know, I, I need Brent to have Scott's energy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't think we're going to get there because Scott is one of a kind. Great broadcaster. Tuesday night, it all gets rolling. 650, like he said, right here on ESPN 690. On the other side, Brian Middleton, I think we have to tell the people why they're probably going to hear us on Tuesday as well and probably Thursday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, whatever, Wednesday, all the days. We'll do that on the other side. Action Sports Jacks, overtime, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. It's gonna be alright. Right. What? <laughs> let it roll. I have a feeling this is what Scott Kornberg was hearing. Yeah, let it roll. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I just wanna say to you. It's called Save You Guys. Check it out. About 15 years old, man. I think it was off her debut debut uh, project. I could. It's a dope. <laughs> hey, it's a dope album. I can tell you honestly, I've never heard that song. I have. I definitely thought you were gonna like be like, oh, you know, since you've been gone because of you. Nah, nah, man. I'm telling you, don't. That's easy. That's easy money. I did a deep dive. Save you, Kelly Clarkson. I'm telling you, or whatever her name is now, Kelly. What's it? Uh, Brienne. Boucher. Okay, yeah, Brienne. <laughs> I think it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E. Okay, all that. Brian. Um, so, I, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm completely thrown off. We got Cash or Trashy coming up, but I do need to tell you the new slogan of Action Sports Jack's Overtime, and I think I think it's a good one. It's every damn day. That's because every damn day we're going to be on the radio from 6 to 7. I've been in here uh, making people extremely uncomfortable, asking them how long I can be on the radio and why I'm only on two days a week. Said Brian Middleton's good enough. Said I'm good enough. And finally, somebody agreed. Boss man Aaron helped me out with that. Brent helped out with that. So we have an agreement every day, every damn day, I should say, uh, from the end of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 to the start of Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball and, as usual, 6 to 7 on Mondays. It'll be me and Brian Middleton. But yes, indeed, every damn day, Brian Milton, we made it. We got a show every day on ESPN Radio. How Listen, you feeling? When you tell people, I don't think they believe you, but I know you. I've known you now since when? Since uh, September, October, twenty what twenty? Is yep. it twenty twenty? Yep. Yeah, and when I tell you, when Casey says he made people uncomfortable, he did it <laughs> with <laughs> energy, with vigor. Slept like a baby at night knowing that he made people uncomfortable. But that's what you got to do. I'm learning from Casey Curse. That's what you got to do in this business. You got to make people uncomfortable, and then you got to execute. You do those two things, you're going places. I like that, Casey Curse. 
Yeah, so we're going places. And the places is into the studio every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, following up Action Sports Jacks Overtime. And leading into the shrimp, that's why I said, Scott, it will not be your last time on the program because rumor has it he's probably going to be on uh, roughly four days a week. So that's what we got cooking here at ESPN 690. If you were listening to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, and I teased this part of it and told Brent and Austin they don't even know, they don't. And if they're not listening right now, they still don't know. I just tweeted Brent. But uh, we'll see if he sees that. He used to, he's usually on his phone. But, uh, yeah, every day, every single day, overtime is every day. And both teams get the ball. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the new NFL playoff rules. So uh, it's a big deal. We're not going to make much more of a big deal about it. But every day we're going to be on. But still, today, right now, on Thursdays, cash or trash it, Brian Milton, what do we have? Cash it or trash it. Tell them to bring me my money. On Action Sports Jack's Overtime. All right, Casey Kurtz, here yep. we go, man. All right. First up with Cash It or Trash It, a two-seed will not make the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship game. Uh, <laughs> trash it. Because mm. Villanova's a two, right? Villanova's a two, so Duke is a two. Right, between the two of them, one of them have to get on. And I, listen... I tend to like what Scott said there. He thinks Duke's going to win. I didn't believe that in the beginning. I, I only think I had him winning a game, so shame on me. I get that. But I th- North Carolina is hot as fire, so would it surprise me? Not really. But I, listen, maybe it's just me because I need Duke to win because I'm in a survivor pool situation. But I think Duke can get there, and if they get there, they win it. Kansas is very good. I understand that. doesn't mean Villanova can't beat them. We've seen all the number one seeds lose besides Kansas. There's definitely – you can't sit here and tell me Kansas is unbeatable. It's just not the case. So between the two of them, I think one of them goes. But if I had to put money on one, I don't know which one. Okay. Well, I know who is beatable. The Baylor Bears. All right. All right. Next up, Villanova is the least likely team to win. The men's NCAA championship. Yeah, I just said all that about Villanova, how they could beat Kansas, but I'm uh, I'm definitely cashing that. Tell them to bring me my money. Villanova is like the team that is always good, but nobody ever believes in, I feel like. Like, nobody's picking Villanova to win, I don't think. Like, when the bracket started, there was not a lot of people picking Villanova. Nobody in our challenge picked them. They're always that team that, like, is good, but they kind of get disrespected for no reason. It's kind of what's happening here, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I think Kansas is better. I think Kansas is beatable. I just said that. But, I, th- I, I mean, I think they're a better team than Villanova. What? And, see, I tried specifically to make sure that wasn't confusing. Any team can lose on any night. Kansas is better, but they are beatable. That makes sense. Dang it. And then on the other side, I think the winner's coming out of the other side, though, to be honest. North Carolina or Duke, I think, is going to end up winning it. So, yes, Villanova's the least likely. Don't give me the what. I don't need that. Next up. Yeah, yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh-oh. should be the favorites to win the NFC with the head coaching change. So, thinking back, that's what I should have let off the show with yeah. instead of, like, nothing without being able to hear it in my headphones. So, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, the favorites to win the NFC. Uh, cash it. What you mean? Tell them to bring me my money. Man, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I guess. Yeah, Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady on the team? I know he retired and came back, but as long as he doesn't retire again, yes. Okay. Right. Mike Evans, yes. All Leonard right. Fournette, yes. Todd Bowles, look. Uh, All those guys won the team last year? Yes. Okay. But they had AB and now they don't. They got rid of they got rid of a problem and lit, listen. 
Antonio Brown, he played at he played during the uh the Rams game, Rams playoff game? He was he was there? No, that's a good call. No, Dad's got on you No, he was not. He Listen. wasn't? He wasn't there. Listen. The favorites, yes, they should be the favorites. Why would the Rams be the favorites? Like, huh? I understand they won, but like you're you're telling me that Tom Brady shouldn't be the favorite? I didn't say anything. This segment was uh phrased segment around you. you. We're phrased I around know, you, man. But I'm telling you, Tom Brady and the Bucks should be the favorites. Okay. It don't matter who the coach is. I like Bruce Arians, I'm cool with it. But Todd Bowles is gonna do okay. At the end of the day, me and you could coach the Bucks. They're extremely talented. We just gotta let them go out there and play. Can't do it. All right, next up. You busy doing overtime every day. From the world of TikTok. Uh, of course. Apartment complexes are starting to initiate dog DNA tests to catch poop offenders. Casey. Is this real? This is real. Is it a good idea? <laughs> I, <laughs> you cash it. There you go. There's only one right answer, and you got it. It's extremely extra. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm not mad at it. Like, here's the thing. I got a dog. Well documented. Yeah. Her name is Blue. In the building. Blue Kurtz. Yeah, and she goes to the bathroom in our fenced backyard. Like it. And Love then, it. And then we still pick it up because... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, my dog is not one of the dogs that, like, poops in other people's yards. Like, my dog doesn't do that. Um, and even if she did, I'd pick it up. So, I'd pick yeah. it up. There you go. I'm for it. I like I like people to be held accountable of their dog's poop. Ask me how much uh, the charge is once they figure out which dog it is. Hey, man, how much is the charge? $450. Are you serious? Yo. Tell them to bring me my money. That's what the apartment complex is saying. <laughs> Tell them to bring me my money. That is so good. That is so good. It's, uh-huh. it's not, it is not a penny too much, too, I tell you what. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so next up. You agree with Bleacher Report's latest article describing Christian Kirk as the Jacksonville Jaguars' worst free agent signing this year because of how much they paid for him. Trash it. That's the worst take. It's not your take, just to be clear. Brian Milton is getting that from the athletic, I believe you said. That's the worst take of all time. (laughs) I can't even wrap my head around that at this point. Like, he's the worst signing because you paid him the most money? That's like a double negative. Do you pay bad players a lot of money? No. Not the last time I checked. Listen, we've been through this a lot. Did they overpay him? Maybe. But as Brian has said, as Austin has said, as I said, Brian Milton has said, everyone has said, it's not our money, man. Sure ain't. If Sean Conn wants to pay this man $80 million, please do. I mean. Man, if you pay him $80 million, you know you'd be up in here with a whole series, a whole series of shows <laughs> talking about Sean Conn. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't get outlandish to make your point. Is we with you already, is Casey. Is he the worst signing? Absolutely not. That's a poor take by whoever wrote it. Who is the worst signing, Casey? Just to follow up, put you on the record. I don't hate any of them. I didn't ask you if you hated them. I said, who's the worst signing? Uh, the worst signing, if you're making me pick one, is Zay Jones. Mm. Because mm. what does Zay Jones really do you're for you? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Like, with the money you paid Zay Jones, it looks like you might have been able to keep DJ Chark. So, like, is Zay Jones going to be a starter? Eh. Is he going to be good? Eh. You just signed Christian Kirk. If you're making me pick one that I would, I don't like, it would be that one because I like Aluakon. I like Fadakasi. Uh, the new pass rusher they signed, Arden Key, I can get on board for that. So, I mean, if I had to pick one, I'm going there. And I like Evan Ingram. So, what else we got? Casey doesn't like Zay Jones. Here we go. 
Next up. You seen his hair, though? Like, It's being reported that the number one high school, high school quarterback ranked for the class of 2023, Arch Manning. Yeah. His NIL valuation by the time his senior season starts is going to be right around $3 million. Oh, my goodness. Now, that being said, Casey, mm-hmm. Casey, you give it no more than two years before there's some kind of crackdown on NIL deals uh, for student athletes. Somebody is going to get yeah. some type of governor body to get something in order. Yeah, I can cash that. Tell them to bring me my money. I'm not 100% sure if it's, like, right or wrong. Like, that's not really my decision to make. But, yeah, if you're saying a dude that's a senior in high school is at minimum pretty much going to be making three mil, uh, yeah, I think that they're probably going to do something about that. I don't, Like I said, I don't know what. I'm not the guy to tell you what they're going to do. I'm not that guy, pal, you know what I'm saying, to uh, tell you how to do that. So, But, yes, I think they will have to make a conscious effort to crack down on that. Is it right? Probably not. But I think that's what will happen. All right, Casey, last one. All right. Uh, Casey Kurtz, you knew that natural redheads should let their doctors and dentists know that their hair color is natural before any invasive procedure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I'll ask it again. Casey Kurtz, you knew that natural redheads should let their doctors and dentists know that their hair color is natural before any invasive procedure. Trash, I did not know that. Would you like to know why? I, that's the only thing I want cool. to know. We're up on a break. Here we go. I don't care. Tell it's me. because patients who have red hair require, on average, 20% more anesthesia. And the same thing with dentists. You need to let them know, like I said as well. According what? to a PBS documentary. You be watching PBS? No, nah, this is from an article. Natural redheads have a mutated MC1R gene that produces red hair, fair skin, freckles. There's reportedly some evidence that shows this gene is also present in the midbrain where pain perception is regulated, affecting responses to pain and discomfort. Nothing but facts and science here, Casey. It's an educational program. Brent Martineau says it, and now I'm saying it. We're carrying on. It's an educational program. I've never been more confused in my life after almost breaking the microphone right there. Um, But it's your redhead, aren't you? See, that's a popular opinion. The answer is no. The beard, yeah, the beard is red, but the hair is not. I don't know why. That's awkward. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to tell you. How does that work? That's the thing, bro. bro, Look at me. Am I a person? Like, obviously, it's a thing. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, Anyway, let your doctors know, Casey, because you got half red. I will. I'm going to the dentist next Tuesday. I'll let them know. There you go. Just a cleaning. You know what I mean? I got good teeth. You know what I'm saying? Healthy teeth. You got insurance? Man, I'm married now. Of course I got insurance. Oh, because I'm about to say the dentist was going to be like, tell him to bring me my money. Probably will. I think I owe him some money from last time. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that was Cash or Trash It. By the way, uh, shout out my man Carl on uh, YouTube. He said congratulations for getting the show every day. So appreciate that. Also, uh, Chip Kuhart's. Uh, also congratulated us. I'll fill you out on who he is in the break. So appreciate the love on the YouTube and the stream. If you're on the radio, uh, we feel the love as well. We have, we invite you, though, when you get home, check out the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, ESPN, 690 Jacks. We are way up against it. I said what I said. I have a point to make. I'm sure Brian Milton has a couple. We do it on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690. The time is short. 
I said what I said, though, is still a thing. We're not giving up on it. It's a Thursday. We're doing it. Might we adjust when we're going to do it now that we're on every damn day? You may have heard earlier in the last segment. I'm going to work that in as much as I can. But I will figure that out on the other side. I said what I said is right now. Brian Middleton, you want to go first or should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Thank you. Uh, I said this to you the other day, Brian. I went to the U.S. soccer game against Panama, and I told you I'd elaborate on this, and now I don't have a lot of time to do it, but I'm going to try my best. I have been to the World Series. It was awesome. I've been to the Stanley Cup Final. Got in line at 3 a.m. for student tickets, waited all day, got in with my friend. Awesome experience. When I tell you nothing, playoff football as well, I should add it. Nothing, and I mean nothing, compared to the, what I felt at the soccer game. I had chills, Brian Middleton, and I can't really explain to you why I did. When I, I said this a little bit, but when Christian Pulisic took the penalty, the first one, when he got the ball and everyone in the place was like silent and the eruption when the ball went in the back of the net, I had chills down my spine, on my arms, on my legs. I cannot really put into words how I felt in that moment. I don't know if it helped because it was like the United States, you know, America pride. Okay. But it was an incredible moment, and I've never felt anything like it at any other sporting event I've ever been to. And that's that's what it is, Brian Milton. I said what I said. A bit more mild than I thought you were going to come with it, man. Yeah. Just abbreviate it. That's why. Yeah, I know. know. I'm watching the clock. I'm not going to... I, I got to let you have a chance to talk, even though I'm still talking. Cool. I'll pop in real quick so you can wrap it up for us, man. Right. Just a heads up to the Midwesterners out there, some of my West Coasters, too. It's called Soda and Not Pop. Oh, no. Okay, you hippie. Knock it off with that oh, goofy no. description. I hope my grandpa's not watching, okay? bro. Pop is what I call my dad when I feel like being colloquial. Wow. Is what happens at the snap crackle. Pop... Is what the weasel Rice goes. Krispies. Pop is not the carbonated beverage meant to drink with Mexican food every Taco Tuesday, preferably Dr. Pepper, all right? Casey Kurtz. I said what I said. I am really hoping my grandpa is not listening. Let him listen. No respect. I mean, all respect. Sorry, all respect. Listen. But let him listen. He calls it Pop. He lives in Indiana. Hey. You know what I'm saying? It's a problem. It's wrong. It's wrong. Every time I go there, he, he asked me if I want an orange pop. What is that? Huh? Is it is it an icicle? What do you call it? Ice cream? Uh, pop? Pop ice? Pop ice? Whatever. You see how ridiculous that sounds? That's the same <laughs> way you sound, Midwesterners, when you call soda pop. I said what I said. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I got to leave that where it's at. But um, that was exciting. And uh, don't come at Brian Middleton with the pop because he will call it soda. We got the final four coming up on Saturday. The national championship coming up on Monday. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up on Tuesday. We appreciate Scott Kornberg joining us today to talk a little bit about that. So we got a lot going on. Actually, real quick, Brian Middleton, I know we're out of time, but uh, final four, who's going to be in the championship when I talk to you on Monday? Yeah, I will say Kansas, North Carolina, because I don't like happy endings. You, you stink. And Coach K is bound for a happy ending, because so I got to be opposite. I was going to pick that, too. I was going to pick North Carolina, Kansas, but uh, you know what? Forget it. Give me Duke and, give me Duke and Kansas, because that's what I'm feeling. So Thank Villanova, uh, Nova. <laughs> no love for Villanova. Uh, sorry about that. Amanda needs Villanova. By the way, if Villanova... Yeah, Amanda pick? If, uh, they're already out. But if Villanova wins... Amanda wins the bracket tournament as long as Duke and Kansas lose. We're out of time. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next time.
I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. <laughs> is it too much to ask? 